0: Welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. Episode number 11. 11 episodes of me, your loyal dietitian dad, speaking to you, hopefully somebody who is trying to better themselves. I am hopefully in your ear and you are listening to what I'm telling you and making changes in your life. That is why I do this podcast. If you have listened to past podcasts, thank you for listening. I have a lot of loyal listeners that have jumped on board and and provide me with great feedback and, and telling me that what I'm doing is helping them. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining me. Please check out some of my past podcasts, especially the last one I did, which was Top 15 Tips for Permanent Weight Loss. Again, I try to keep these pretty short, pretty sweet to the point. I don't want to waste your time. I know you're busy. So I was going to say how excited I was to do this topic, but with more thought, I think what I'm about to say may cause some of you to either rethink some things you already thought you knew I don't think they're going to upset you maybe they will but I want to give a small trigger warning the trigger warning is the 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 new way of saying if you are easily offended I'd rather you don't listen Um, it's not that I'm going to offend you completely but I'm going to be basically the topic is uncomfortable truths about weight loss about nutrition so I may say some slightly controversial things here in the upcoming minutes so listen at your own risk, but I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, the first thing I want to talk about, I don't think is that controversial at all, but I want it to be known and understood because I find that most of my clients and patients still don't seem to realize just how big of a role genetics plays in their weight and their ability to lose weight, store fat, or gain weight. It's much larger than I think they realize but what most people I work with and see out there do is when they're overweight they completely blame themselves and they feel like it's all their fault and this just has to stop because the blame, blame, the blame game just isn't going to work when you have to overcome bigger hurdles to lose weight because of the genetic um, deck you were dealt upon being born that has nothing to do with your fault. There was a study done out of the University of Cambridge about two years ago and it was the largest study of its kind to date that showed that some people managed to stay thin while others gained weight easily. They found that the genetic dice were loaded in favor of thin people and against those at the obese end of the spectrum. Basically, they looked at the DNA and they were able to see more information out of that DNA if a person had the propensity to being heavier in my own personal life, I don't need to study for this, very few people in my family have ever been overweight, and therefore, in my life, I have not had to struggle with my weight. And there were times when I could have easily eaten enough food to be much heavier than I was. On a lighter side, there's nobody in my family that I know of that actually has a noticeable six-pack uh, visible and I have never been able to achieve that type of stomach no matter how thin or weight I, how much weight I lost. I never would will, and I know this already by now, I will never have a visible six-pack no matter how many days a week I exercise and no matter how good my diet is. I also know that when I eat a dinner, a meal around somebody else, I tend to not be able to eat as much food as that person is. And I just am not hungry enough or maybe I get fuller quicker. That gets into the hormones like ghrelin and leptin, which we don't have to get into right now. But again, that's a genetic thing. The fact that I can eat a small amount of food and feel much fuller than maybe somebody who has more weight on them and still is very hungry after eating the same amount of food that I ate. So the uncomfortable truth basically is that there are some things that are out of your control in terms of how your body is shaped and what type of health issues you may you may develop over time. So what does that mean? That means that... You have to figure out how much the DAC is stacked against you, and you have to work even 10 times harder to overcome those obstacles genetically that you may see somebody else not have to work at all on. And it can be upsetting to see other people live their lives and not have to work at it, but we have to overcome those thoughts and just focus on what we need to do to live our best lives, our healthiest lives, and our longest lives. Okay, the next one is basically the concept of what we weigh or the concept of a scale. Now, I'm guilty here because the way I communicate with my patients and clients often is by asking them what they weigh, what their goal weight is, how much they want to lose. There really isn't too much else I can do, so I have to utilize the, the concept of weight loss and what they weigh on the scale to help them. What we need to do is make weight less important that we make it now and turn towards another measurement such as let's say body fat percentage a way to just measure somebody's body fat percentage where that adipose tissue is stored um, and how dangerous it is it is for the for the for the person because all we have to do is make sure all the health markers are healthy and, and good and have that body fat percentage at a decent level and it really is irrelevant what the person weighs after that I mean think about how silly it is when you go to your doctor's office you step in they put you right on that scale they assess you right away for your bmi they tell you they classify you as obese or severely obese or morbidly obese or underweight based on your height and your weight that has got to go it is out outdated it's a silly system and it's crazy that we still use it so the uncomfortable truth here is well just Got to throw your scale away, or get rid of it, or or try to fight against those who focus too much on the on the weight. The problem here is that we have to overcome is that measuring body fat is not impossible. But for for instance, you can use skin fold measurements, but that's kind of invasive. Um, Some people may not like that very much. Um, You know, using a tape measure, you can also do that. It gets you close enough to what your body fat percentage would be. Maybe we can teach more people how to measure their own body fat percentage. Okay, this next one is one that I've said before, and and I get a lot of um, people coming back at me like, oh, God, I hate this one. Why? Because it is the concept that our bodies were meant to sleep, laying down, and then as soon as we wake up, they're meant to not be sitting anymore. They're meant to be on their feet, moving around. We sit. It's not even close to how much we sit more than we should um, I'm sitting right now doing this podcast, and we, you know, I can go on and on about how much I sit, which trust me, I am no saint when it comes to this. I do my best, and I know that all of you will do your best. But if you cannot sit, and if you cannot drive somewhere, you have got to start thinking in terms of how can I walk somewhere, how can I not sit as much as I do? I understand you have a job that you have to sit. Trust me, I get that. But you have to take advantage of any moment that you can walk and move. I'm not even talking about hardcore exercising. And I do believe everybody should exercise every day. But walking and not sitting is the key to weight loss, to longer life, to better health. So parking farther away every single time you go out if you you have to drive somewhere. To taking the stairs if there's an elevator and stairs right next to each other. Even if it's five flights, you just go up slower. Um, you, when you're talking on the phone, pace back and forth. If you're taking your kids to a practice, don't just sit in the stands and watch them like all the parents do. Go walk somewhere. Go walk around. Move. If you're at the airport and your flight's two hours from now, go walk back and forth up and down the airport. Don't take, you know, carry your bag up the stairs instead of the escalator. Um, I can go on and on with this. The problem is 99% of the population, they don't do these things. So when you break out as a rare person to do it, people will look at you strangely like you're the strange one for doing it. When in reality, you are doing the right thing and they are all not. So you have to just have that confidence To not care what other people think, especially if you're doing something a little bit outside the norm that other people won't do. Okay, so you know in the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned trigger warning. Just for those, anybody who would be listening, that would be quote-unquote triggered by anything that I'm going to say during this podcast. And let me talk about that trigger warning in terms of how it's an uncomfortable truth in my line of work, when I talk about food with patients all day long and somewhat exercise, um, it is just a fine line between me saying something that would be considered fairly good and normal to putting off some people who would consider that triggering for them in terms of if they do have any history of eating disorders or too much obsession over thinking about food, etc., cetera, et cetera. So it's very frustrating and tough for me because I don't even always see that what I'm about to say may be triggering for some people. Let's say, for instance, I ask a patient of mine to log their diet every day. Well, now I have to make sure that that client is not gonna be triggered by obsessing over everything they eat, um, counting every calorie to the point of obsession, and going down a a road where that triggers them. And I am, trust, I am completely sensitive to, to that, and that's why I don't always recommend everybody log their diet If it takes them down a darker path that they don't need to be down. When I say to somebody, I want you exercising every day, no days off. That will trigger some people to say, you know what? Well, I can't exercise every day because if I miss one day, then I'm going to be frustrated and disappointed in myself and maybe I'll want to give up. So I more likely will say, well, try to exercise every day, but give yourself some leeway when it comes to it in terms of if you get tired or you get busy, it's okay if you miss you know, whatever days you have to miss. So this uncomfortable truth for me as somebody who counsels a lot of people on weight loss is that I am kind of stymied or muzzled because I have to be careful with how I coach or how I counsel. Now, is that something that I, you know, I'm not horribly upset about it, but it does kind of, again, limit me in terms of how good I can be if I'm overthinking what I want to say especially if I'm going to post something to, let's say, a thousand people all at one time. That's where I'm really um, muzzled because if, if I'm working with one person at a time, which I do, I can at least know that person and kind of know what I can tell them. But when I do um, a post or a TikTok or an Instagram post, it really usually results in somebody getting triggered, somebody feeling upset by what I say. And I don't mean to do that, but that's just how it is. Okay, next up in this lovely Uncomfortable Truth Podcast, which I hope you're really getting something out of it enjoying. And the next one is, here it is. If you are overweight, you are eating too much. You are eating too many calories. That's 99% of the reason why. So when you say, I don't think I eat too much, or I only eat once a day, um, something to that effect it is not that I don't, don't believe you at all. I completely believe you. And I, I, I can't imagine somebody would just lie to me when they're telling me that. But the problem is, you're still eating too many calories for your personal, your personal body, your personal genetics, which we already talked about. So it's important that you acknowledge and accept that truth, along with the fact that you may eat hardly at all Monday through Friday, but double or triple your calorie intake Saturday and Sunday and your body isn't prone to knowing what a day means. So it may be why you're overweight based on what you eat as a whole during a year, a month, three months in a row versus just a day. So we have to look at that long-term intake of calories to really have an understanding as to why a person has more on them or has the inability to lose weight aside from the genetic component. So, when I work with somebody of course it's our job to find what is that person's calorie allotment to lose weight and it's a different number for everybody not to mention the the lack of exercise if that's happening or if they are exercising then again they're still having a calorie surplus in totality as to why they're not losing weight so if that's you and you're listening to this and you're like oh I you know I hardly eat again I believe you the problem another problem with that concept is. You may not eat big portions of food, but you can squeeze in five hundred calories in a half a cup, or you can squeeze five hundred calories into three cups of food, depending on what type of food that is, or what type of sauces on that food, or salad dressing, or oil, or what have you. So even though you may not be eating big portions of food, you can still eat more calories than me, who may be eating big plates of, let's say, vegetables. Even though I'm eating tons of taking tons of bites of food and you're hardly taking any bites of food, you can still have more calories than than I eat or somebody else that around you eats that is not uh, overweight. All right, so what I want you to do after you listen to this podcast, I want you to take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror. You need to think about some of the things I said. And you can contact me. I'd be happy to help you. But I want you to look at that and really understand if you have hit a weight loss plateau, if you have a health issue, a problem, trust me, it can be overcome and it can be solved. Sometimes you can do it on your own. Sometimes you need to reach out for help from a dietitian or a doctor or some other health professional. But almost every time there's a way to solve that issue. We just have to identify the problem first. Be real with ourselves and understand that what we're doing is not working. And yes, it's hard to change and it will require big changes on your part. But you have to get there if you enjoy being on this planet, breathing air, living life to its fullest, which I hope you do that you can live as long as you can and feel good doing so. All right, thank you for listening. Um, Again, you know, my podcasts are short and sweet. Um, We'll see you in two weeks for another one. I'm trying to do these once every two weeks for you. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, I have a revolving door of 10 clients that I can take at one time. I do have a full-time job, so I try not to over, you know, take too many at one time. It's just, I want to be able to dedicate time to each individual client. But if you feel like you need some help, reach out to me at registered at gmail.com or through my Instagram or TikTok dietitian underscore dad message me. Let me know the issue. Um, we can talk about how I can help you. And we can look at that a little bit further. You don't have to live in the same city as me. I, most of my clients are from all over the country. It is so easy nowadays to help you long distance. It's almost the same as if you were right in front of me. And don't forget to leave me a review on Apple. I really appreciate those reviews you have coming. They help get eyes on this podcast to more people so that hopefully they can benefit and learn something. And uh, again, I appreciate all of you. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dietitian underscore dad while you wait for the next episode to drop. And remember, permanent changes lead to permanent results.